0: Amen. Put your hands together one more time, please. Uh, I promise I'm not going to keep you long. Uh, Every time I say that, we end up being here long. Maybe I should start out. We're going to be here three hours. Maybe the Lord let me do what I need to do it in 15 minutes so we can go home. But uh, it is not my intent. Never is it my intent to, uh, to just hang out and just belabor the point. That's really never the case. Uh, so please uh, just forbear with me just a little bit. You know, every once in a while we've got to be patient with one another. And uh, let's make a deal. I'll be patient with you if you be patient with me. Is that a deal? All right. Uh, being patient also involves forbearing with one another's shortcomings. And, uh, Amen. But uh, I didn't tell you the other half of the, uh, I consider the testimony, whether or not you do or not, I, I think it was the goodness of God expressed to me and my family, but uh, that same night that uh, that flower showed up in the middle of the yard, uh, someone stole my car. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Right after my mother's funeral, they just someone that guess they must have liked it more than me, and they just took it. And so we went through all the stuff that we went through and renting the car, getting back to Maryland, and we get back to Maryland, and two days later, two three days later, they call and they said they found the car. And I uh, said okay and. Would you believe it was only two miles away from the house? Would you believe that? Backed in on this little dirt road in the country is a black Cadillac. Just just parked. No damage done to it. No broken windows. The only thing they stole they stole my wife's purse. And they stole my spare tire. If you had a car, then you'd need a spare tire. But why would you steal a spare tire? No car. Leave the car. Well, come to find out that spare tire is very, very expensive. I didn't know that. If I would known that in the beginning, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Might have had some second thoughts about. But anyway, uh, they called us couple of days after we got back to maryland he said we found it and come to find out there's an older gentleman who's selling produce in the community and uh, there was some papers strewn around the car and uh, he saw my mother's obituary on the ground and just so happened that he attended the same church and he called my family and let them know, well, asked them if they were missing a car. And, of course, they said yes. And uh, we went there, picked it up, uh, but there was no damage done to it. Now, I don't know why they did that, but God is good, isn't he? Amen. He knows what you have need of before you even ask. So there's one thing that was in that car that was very, very important to me. It wasn't the money, wasn't the cards or anything like that. But uh, many, many years ago, um, after I got the Holy Ghost, uh, I think it was the first Christmas, I, I received the Thompson Chain Bible for that Christmas. Someone, uh, I woke up the next morning, someone had it, get, given it to me and left it on my bed. And uh, back then, I was really struggling real hard with whether or not God wanted me to preach or not and, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you call me to preach, I want to preach my first message from this Bible. Many of you have heard the story. And uh, the Bible was lost for another seven years. And then it shows up almost miraculously in Brother uh, Rhodes' then office. He called me and said, "Uh, we have something for you. The Bible had been missing. I had left it on a car, driven off the hill, slid on the ground. Somebody picked it up, kept it for seven years. And after seven years they returned it to the hill, said it served them well and they felt like I needed it back. (laughs) So after seven years, guess what? It shows up. And when I Walked into Brother Rhodes' office, and after we go through all the whatever's about the Bible, uh, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you said you wanted to preach your first message from this Bible. That two weeks, two weeks from that day, uh, Bishop Wright called me in his office, said, you're preaching Sunday morning. I about fell out, but the Lord said, you wanted to preach your first message from this Bible. Here it is. After gone for seven years, it was in the car. And uh, when the car was taken, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, you can replace the car. You don't have to replace it for that matter. I said, but if there's any way that I can get that Bible back, I sure would love to have it back. When they uh, found the car, first thing I asked them was, is the Bible in the back seat? And they looked, and there it is. Isn't God good? Now, you see, that that doesn't mean anything. But to me, amen. That's the hand of God. That's the goodness of God. And uh, I really, really, really appreciate him for that. Uh, I'm sure I could have bought another Bible, uh, but that one holds a really special place in my heart today. And uh, anybody that has a call to preach and God has confirmed or used anything to confirm that calling to them, uh, I would imagine it's very, very precious to them, and I feel the same way. It's in a safe place now, it's at home, so (laughs) I don't have it with me, I really meant to bring it, I don't like to preach from a phone or an iPad, but uh, I'm going to try to do my best here this evening, just to share a few things with you. Um, If you'll turn to John chapter 7, and let's just read from there, please. You can stand to your feet, please. John seven, thirty seven, and thirty eight. If you're there, say, Come on, Brother Middleton. Verse thirty seven. Chapter seven The Book of John In the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me as the Scripture has said. Everybody said, as the Scripture has said. It said, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes this evening, and I, this is my intent, just for a few minutes. I want to talk to you just a few minutes, if I could give, this, give it this title, Hindrance to the Flow. Hindrances to the Flow. You may be seated. <clears throat> you could imagine... Just, just, just going through what we went through as a family for the past uh, little bit, anyway, month or so. Perhaps how how disconnected even a child of God could feel. You know, you have the Holy Ghost. You know, you got the power of God on the inside, but you're going through a, a very, very crucial time, and needless to say. You pray, but perhaps you don't pray as fervently as you, you, you normally would or as much as you normally would. And in that situation, that's the situation I found myself. I really tried to, 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 to make time. Uh, if you're going to have a relationship with God, you're going to have to. Everybody say, make time. You, you, you're just going to have to make time. Because in our world today, there is no real good time. There's really no good time. Early in the morning, in the evening, or in the afternoon, uh, whenever your prayer time is, whenever you choose to fellowship with God, you can always find something or someone encroaching in on that time. It, it, it really doesn't matter if you, you move it around. It seems like if you, you move it from 6 o'clock in the morning to to when you get home in the evening after work, when you get home... After work at five thirty, six o'clock, then you realize I've got other things I need to do. I've got other things I need, other people I need to see. It's just really, really tough. And especially when you're going through a time where you lose someone, you can imagine how disconnected I felt. I knew my family was going to be calling on me. I knew they were going to be looking to me. But there was nothing I could do of and by myself. There was nothing I could do or say to, to ease their their pain of their loss. The best thing that I could do for them was to try to maintain my connection with God. Can anybody understand what I'm talking about? Anybody ever gone through a difficult time and and you realize that you still had to stay connected to God regardless of what you were going through? Even when you had times when you just wanted to just, 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 just lay down and just cry. Amen. There were times when I just wanted to lay down and just, just have a, a tear party right there. But when I got up, I knew that there were those that were going to be looking to me. Not that I had the answers, didn't have any answers. I was going through it with them. But the one thing that I did have, I had a source that they didn't have. Amen. And, and I want to talk to you tonight about maintaining connection with that source. Because it's very easy, especially in our day and time, to get bumped off a center. It's very easy to get, get, get wrapped up in the things of the day, the activities of the day, and, 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 and Jesus becomes the last resort. I'm not here to put condemnation or guilt on you. I just want to share with you real thoughts. And many times, laid down in the bed in the past couple of months, I realized, you know, you really haven't spent any time with the Lord today. And, and while I was going through that, I, you know, I felt bad, but I just couldn't allow the, the the spirit of condemnation just beat me in the ground. Because I know my God knows exactly where I am. I know my God knows exactly what I'm going through. Okay? He knows exactly what I'm facing. And for you personally, and in, in, in what you're going through, and what you're having to deal with, On a daily basis, don't forget, he knows your frame. He knows what you're made of. He knows the the weaknesses and the frailties of your flesh. He knows the intents of your heart. I don't think there's anybody here today that just predetermined, I'm not going to talk to Jesus today. I don't think there's anybody here today that says, well, nah. I'll just put it, push him off until next week. He can wait. I'm looking at people who have made a decision at some point in your walk with God that he is the number one thing in your life. You want him to be the number one thing in your life, even though we struggle with that sometimes. I want to talk to you about some of those hindrances, just some of the things that I realize for me personally that kind of knock me off center, that kind of uh, uh steal my my focus. And many times through the day, on an ordinary day when there's not so much going on, you know, not too many people pulling, you know, it's easy to stay connected to God sit in my office, there's no activities, just me and the Lord there. I can sing, I can worship, I can read, I can pray, I can cry, I can can meditate on the things of God. But once I move outside of that office, you got not just things that you have to deal with, you got people you got to deal with. And some of those mean well, but they don't know where you are. There's a good friend of mine that works here. All of them are my good friends, but there are some that I've known longer and a little bit closer. But one of those is Brother Paul Gross. And it really doesn't take long for us to get into a spiritual conversation. If you've been around Brother Gross for very long, he's a very quiet man, but he has a very subtle way of just kind of getting into you a little bit. And before you know it, you're standing there and 10 minutes have passed, 15 minutes have passed. And if you're not careful, an hour has passed and you're just fellowshipping with him and the spirit of the Lord at the same time. Good things are happening. But you know what? Even at that, I have to tell him sometimes, Brother Gross, I got to go. I can't steal your time. We can allow people to steal our time and our focus away from God. Well-meaning. I've done it. I'm I'm a criminal in that aspect. Because if you're talking about God, guess what? I want in. If you're talking about God, you're not going to get a a little tidbit or revelation that that I can't, because I want to hear about it. I want to see if I can add it to what I already have. I want to bear it in my heart. I may not even use it today. It may be sometime later, but just sitting in the presence of God and, and talking about the things of God and and flowing in, in the Spirit of God on a daily basis, it, it's 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 very precious to me. So when I don't have it or things happen that steal my time, it's really, really... It really bothers me. So when I came back from South Carolina, after all this time, I sat into a few services, and and please, I'm just making an observation. Just making an observation. When I came back home, this is home, I'm looking to plug in to where I normally plug in. I'm looking to find that familiar flow. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever going on vacation? Now, I'm not talking about a staycation. I'm talking about a real vacation where you go out and you do all the things you've been wanting to do. <laughs> not all, but you know, you understand what I mean, you're out there and you're, you're having a good time. You're not really thinking about back here. You're enjoying your vacation, but you know it's time to come back home now. And you come back home and you try to plug back in to where you were. It's, it's not as easy as that, is it? Sometimes you, you got to work at it. Sometimes it takes a couple of days. Sometimes it takes two or three services before you can really get back into the flow of things to where you were. Can I get a witness out there? Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I'm so glad in those times where I kind of drifted off center that God didn't just push me out the door. He gave me an opportunity to, to get back into that flow. Well, when we came back, I tried to front find that flow, trying to find that place. And to be honest with you, I couldn't find it. I was sitting here a couple of services ago, and my wife says to me, what's what's wrong with you? I could hear the music. I could see hands raised. But Brother Evans, I couldn't get plugged in. There was a lot of activity going on around me but I really couldn't sense the anointing of his presence. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So that's why I say when 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 you're in that place, don't don't go too far to the right. Don't go too far to the left. If if that makes any sense to you. You can't find yourself going too far over this direction. Because you got to make it back. You can't go so far and so deep in your activities that you're so far out here to the right that when it's time to come back to the things of God that you can't find your way back. That's a scary place for me. I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about that. But when I come into the house of God and can't tap into the power and presence of God, there's something that alarms me. Amen. It it just grabs my attention and because I'm used, me personally, for me, it's not really hard to find that flow. So when I can't find it, when I'm struggling to find it, I know there's something wrong. There's a couple of things today, this morning, while I was waiting on the Lord and feeling after the Lord. Well, Lord, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? How do we how how do we identify what we're going through here? There were three things that I believe the Lord put in my heart for tonight in regard to 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 maintaining that that connection. Number one, let me see if I can find it. We can't allow our connection to be broken. What I mean by that, our relationship with God. We can't allow anything to come, any kind of type of sin to come in to sever that, to break that relationship. That relationship is a sacred relationship. Because only through that relationship can the living waters flow. Anybody hear what I'm talking about here? You can't allow anything to come to break that relationship. Another type is to have that relationship severed through disappointment. To have your relationship uh, severed through loss. Loss can Cut that flow off in a heartbeat. When you allow loss to and the feelings of loss to 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 to, 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 to sever your relationship with God, you'll, you're out there all by yourself. A death like no other steals that flow because you're looking for something to replace looking for something to bring that thing back together and you know even when you suffer a loss some things you just have to let go does that make sense you you just gotta there's no fixing it you just gotta let it go so that you can maintain a flow with him. The third thing that the Lord gave me was, was I'm sorry, my mind is... Oh, God, pray for me, folks. (laughs) Suffice it to say, uh, here we go. A blocked connection. What do I mean by that? When there's something in the way. when there's something that stands between you and him, sometimes we can allow loss to be the blockage. Sometimes we can allow other things to be a blockage in our relationship with God. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. My question to you tonight in your relationship with God, do you have a flow? Do you have a flow in your prayer life? I'm not talking about a stagnant puddle or pool. I'm talking about something that's constantly flowing, where life starts and life flows through. Do you have a flow? Out of your belly shall flow, out of your innermost being, out of your abdomen, out of your cavity, out of your emptiness. Is there a flow? Is there a refreshing flow of living water that flows through, in and through your life? In order for that flow to be in place, you, you must have A right connection with him. That connection has to be maintained. That connection has to be in place. That connection has to be in place. Because he is what? Our what? Source. He is our source. Life does not flow in us and of us by ourselves, our life flows from us based on what? Our connection to him. Are you connected to the source? I've observed here in the last little bit And I can only speak from my perspective. One of the things that we do wrestle with right now here in Antioch Central is there's a very little flow. There's a lot of dancing that goes on. But to be very honest with you, there's very little flow. There's very little supernatural flow. I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just pointing. After traveling around Some of it was me. I'll I'll be honest with that. But once you find that flow and you come in expecting it, Sister Myrna, and you realize that there's very little going on, very little spiritual activity really going on. Can we be honest, folks? There are a lot of us going through the motions I don't expect you to jump and shout. I really don't. And this is recorded. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it, you know. Those that need to hear, they will hear. But you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not the only one who's been battling with that sort of disconnect. I really feel like there are a lot of us here tonight, if we're very honest and we're willing to come clean, there's a lot of us, Brother Glenn, that are disconnected. We don't give the attention that we once did to that flow, to maintaining that flow. We've allowed uh, uh, maybe a failed relationship with an individual to somehow block that flow in our lives. Anybody identifying what I'm saying here? Please, I want you to understand. I'm not here looking down my nose, trying to judge. I'm not trying to judge. I just made an observation. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, is this just me? But there are other places I've gone. And there was that quickening. There was that quickening that was there. That flow was there. And it was easy to to get involved with spiritual things and watch things happen. But I've sat in a few services here, and please... Where has the flow gone? Where has the flow gone? Are we relying on our talent? Are we relying on our abilities? Are we relying on our gifting? And not paying attention to that relationship that has to be in place. Jesus Christ is the one and only true source. Jesus is that fountain of living waters. We can't ever forget that whatever we're doing, whether it be a song service, whether it be a Bible study, whatever it is, Jesus Christ is the only source of life that can help and benefit. We can't ever get to the place where we just go through the motions. We can't ever forget. We can't ever forget. Pastor David can't do it on his own. Sister Trish Bailey, we rely on her, we count on her, lead us into worship, lead us into that place where there's a flow. But you know what? She can worship, she can lead, but if that connection is not right, if that connection is broken, if we just walk in and just think we can pick up where we left off and we don't give attention to detail with our walk with God, you know what we're going to find out? We got dead, dull, lifeless service. And many of you, all of you, you're used to, how many of you want a preacher that's going to give you a book report? But if there's no connection, he can pray, he can study, remember facts and whatever else, and he'll get up here, and if there's no spark, there's no quickening, guess what? Nothing happens. And I'm not telling you I am the greatest orator. Never pretended to be. But there's one thing that I noticed that's missing. And if I notice it, I know some of you notice it also. Lord, (laughs) fix the flow in my life. I can't go on day after day pretending everything's okay. Everything's all right when it's really not. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Brother Middleton, every time you, you get up to preach, why can't you preach anything positive? Why can't you preach something that will get us on our feet and, you know, we can shout and feel good when we leave Believe it or not, I'd like to do that. <laughs> I really would. But when I sat down to pray and seek God t- today for this service, He says to me, We need to fix the hindrances to the flow. Are you connected? Are you connected? Not your brother. Not your sister. Are you connected? He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not their belly, his belly. Your belly, my belly, shall flow rivers of living water. Don't let loss steal your flow, Myrna. It's been a little while now, but I can identify sometimes those things are not Easy to get over, are they? But we can allow those things to just eat away. Eat away at our relationship, our connection to him. And we'll just find ourselves just kind of coming on Thursday night because that's what we do. Coming on Sunday morning because that's what's expected of. Coming on Sunday night because, oh, we, we might have a good service. It's going to be Antioch United. Pastor Joel's going to bring the flow. You're going to let catastrophe or tragedy sever your relationship? He said, out of your belly shall flow living water. I believe it's Jeremiah chapter 2. Scripture says that my people have created, they have done two evils. They've forgotten me the fountain, the living fountain of living water. And the other was they've hewn out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. In all that we've gone through and all that we go through on a daily basis in life, can it be said that we have Forgotten him. And we've hewned out other sources. We've hewned out cisterns, broken cisterns. They can't even hold water. We found other ways to do it. We found other ways to get around it. we found other ways to conduct a service without really having a flow. Sister Bailey, come please. I don't want my relationships with you or any other person In the church to hinder me from maintaining that flow. I've gone through loss, and I really presume there's gonna be other loss in this life that I'm gonna have to deal with, that I'm gonna have to face. But I can't allow my loss to hinder to block the flow of God in my life. I can't get so angry and so upset that I Just don't pay attention to my connection with him. I know this is—I'll—I'll I'll just say it. It's from a personal perspective. This has been a bit of a struggle here tonight, but you know what? I think even in the midst of the struggle, in the delivery, even in the midst of sharing testimonies, whatever, even in the midst of that, I think deep down in the recesses of our hearts, Brother Hale, we know. We know. I haven't done what I need to do. We know. I know. And I've allowed people, I've allowed circumstances to just rob me of my time and my focus. We know. The problem is, folks, we know and we pretend like we don't, and it shows up. It really shows. It really shows. And in the midst of it, sometimes you can get tunnel vision and you just, you know, I don't see it. I'm not aware of it. But all you got to do is step back. Step back away from it for a little bit. And then take a look. And view it honestly for what it is. I don't think it's something that is difficult to fix. I think it's just us humbling ourselves. And being honest with him first and foremost. And being honest with ourselves. Hey, Lord. It's me. I've done this thing.
1: I've allowed this to
0: happen. I've allowed ought to be in my heart and my spirit. You know what I found out about offense? Some folks, they'll change address to get away from an offense. They'll move across town to another state. But you know what? You may not have to look that person in the eye, but that block is still there. It may be a little while before you, you really have to look it, look at it and see it for what it is. Just because the face has changed, doesn't mean that that flow is automatically going to be there. Does this make sense to anybody here? You can move, you can change situations, you can change the circumstances. But can I tell you? It'll be just a matter of time before you're back in that situation again. Standing lifeless with no flow with no flow I'm used to waking up in the morning walking from my bedroom to, to to my bathroom and it's like in my heart good morning Jesus my wife if I could tell you one time it's been a, a thousand times she says who are you talking to it's just me and Jesus as I'm working I get up out of the bed trying to, to work at and maintain that Jesus are you and me okay is there anything going on God that I've allowed to slip is there anything that I've allowed to just remain there Lord that's not kosher with you Lord if it is please I'm used to just sitting in my car and doing whatever I'm doing and just saying, "Lord, what what about?" You see, that's that's the kind of relationship I'm used to having with him. I don't have to used to be, I'd have to go to the prayer room and pray for What I call prayer, get on my knees and beg and squall and scream for two and three hours before there's a real, what I was convinced was a real flow, a real connection. But you know what? I realize he's right there every time. And whether I'm on my knees in a corner or if I'm driving in my car by myself, if I can breathe the name of Jesus and his presence comes and fills that car, then I'm satisfied. But I refuse to live life without a flow. I refuse not being able to get in contact with him when I breathe his name. <laughs> Is there anybody here that feels the same way I feel? Is there anybody here that wants to get that connection straight, get it right, get it tight, Brother Carlos, where there's no leaks? And when that flow begins to happen, you don't have to question where it's coming from. You know where it's coming from. if you feel what I'm talking about here today please again I'm not condemning I'm just trying to relay an observation I think we have we've just gone too far in one direction I think we, we begin to rely on talent rather than relying on the flow that God has put in this body. I think we're relying on gifting rather than getting in contact with Him and allowing life to flow in and through you. You got a problem with an offense? There's nothing like getting in the presence of God and allowing Him to wash that thing out. And you stay there until that offense just dislodges. And all of a sudden, there's a free flow of His love and anointing being manifested. Is there anybody here that knows what I'm talking about? When I first came to this church, There's one thing that captured my attention, and that was the worship. There was a connection. There was a flow from heaven to earth. As hands were raised, tears began to flow down faces. It's been a long time since I've seen tears like that. It's been a long time since I've experienced that. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me and I'm just missing it all. But if you can identify with me here tonight. If you can identify with me and there is something in your heart and your spirit connects with what I'm talking about here tonight I just want you to raise your hands only God and you know where your struggle is whether that relationship with God is broken through sin whether it's been severed through some sort of loss or whether you just got a block in there only you know I'm here to tell you You can stay connected to him and allow the living waters to flow in and through your life. It won't be long till the joy has been restored, till his love is manifested again, till there's a fresh excitement about living for him and working with him. I know Pastor Wright's responsible for the for the services on Sunday morning, but he should not have to carry the weight of it himself. He should not have to carry the weight of it himself. He shouldn't have to just try to establish a flow through the preaching of the word. But is there any real hunger from the saints of God, from the people of God, that anticipate, that expect something from their God? <laughs> oh god restore the flow god restore and refresh the flow of living water in this body lord in the name of jesus christ i don't know how long you have to pray before that happens i don't know how long you gotta fast until that happens but I'm telling you tonight, we need to get a hold of God. We need to get a hold of God and we need to seek Him. We need to connect with Him because He and He alone is the one that can do what's needed to be done. He kala mandorobo satahaya. He kala rataya Satahaya. Il lo 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 bo ye anda bahaya father we've forgotten you we've forgotten you lord days without number lord we've forgotten you oh jesus lord you're our only hope you're our only source jesus you are only source, Jesus Haladorobo corama haye alarrata haye hi alarrata la 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 bakada ya alarrata haye corriando lobo corriando la haye in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ, haya <laughs> Could we stand to our feet right now? And one last time, I've been doing this far too long to think, even begin to think and entertain the thoughts that. Just one service is going to fix it. I'm not that that naive, that green to think that just one service is going to fix this. My hope tonight is that there's somebody here that's hungry. There's somebody here that feels the same way that I feel. your connection to God is your number one priority. Don't let anything, anybody, any circumstance come and steal that away from you. I want us to pray one for another right now. I, you know, a lot of us are in different places on Sunday morning. But the responsibility is still the same. What he's asking is still the same. We can't do this on our own folks. Scripture says, promise deferred makes the heart sick. We can continue to go through the motions. And that'll push the fulfillment of that promise even that much farther down the road. Another generation will come. Another generation will pass push it further down the road. But I happen to believe the promise that God has made to this body. I believe that we're living in that day. I believe we're living in that hour. I believe that we are that generation where God is going to begin to manifest his power and his glory all over this earth all over this city I believe this is that generation I believe that you and I are instruments in the hand of God provided that our hearts and our spirits are expectant and ready and waiting and we're willing to to work with him and not not push it aside and not allow other things to come in and steal our focus and our attention. I believe we're that generation. We don't have to wait for another generation. I believe we are that generation where the ends of the world will come. I believe we are that generation. I believe now is the time, not tomorrow. I believe this is the season, not next time. Let's pray for one another here. Come on. Don't let pride, don't let disappointment hinder you. Don't let failed seeming failed promises hinder you. Don't let it hinder your flow. Don't let it hinder your flow in him in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus come on we can't go through the motions we can't go through the motions it's too much the cost is too great the cost is too great to just go through the motions and pretend We can't pretend that everything is okay when it's not okay. We can't pretend that it's all right when it's not all right. We can't pretend that it's all good when it's not. (laughs) Give us a flow, Jesus. Restore your flow, Jesus. (laughs) Restore the flow of life, Jesus. Hikala la mahayanda la rabo he Hikala rata na la rata tahaya. Hili andolo lobo korra mandolo lobo shatahaya. Hili ala rata yala rabo Lord, whatever blocks are in our spirit, Lord, remove them. I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everything, Lord, that's not like you, Jesus. Oh God, in Jesus' name. Hikatala Ramoho Rabahaya. Hiliyala Rata Noloboko Rabaye Alarata Hikandara Moriandala Rata Yala Rata In the name of Jesus Alalaboko Ramahaya, Hilya Laratahaya, Hila Rata Nala Rata dalarata Boko Ramahaya Nala Ratahaya Hiliana Loramu Korahaya Hiliala Rata Nala Rata Ramaha hil yo ro lo lo mo in the name of jesus oh god oh god ala rabu shada ya la rabu khu raba he cala ralala bayando roboriando rolo lobo choriata. He taralala bayanda ralala boriando la In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh. Uh, he carabayando lo 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 bo sonriando lo lo In the name of Jesus Ayala Boko boca ramaya andalare Yala rataharbu shada Yala ratala labu harbaka ya la Yala narala labu shada Fix it Lord Oh God Help me to keep you first Jesus Help me to make you my first priority, Jesus. Help me not to forget you, Lord. Help me not to forget that you are the one and only true source, Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Ramando Lorobo Coramahas Hatala Rata Oh, Hatala Rata Bahaya. Lord, whether broken or severed or blocks, Jesus, fix it, Lord. Jesus' name. There's a lot of churches out there. Believe it or not, there were few of you that blessed my family and I during the time that bearing my mother, a couple that made the drive I thank you for all of that I I, I thank you for for loving me I thank you for praying for us and lifting us up and keeping us covered but you know even in that little old country town where I'm from there are churches on every corner every fork in the road on a dirt road there's a church there's somewhere to go if you want to go through the motions. In Baltimore, there are churches on every corner. Don't fool yourself. Antioch is not the only church building. If you want to just go and be entertained, you want to go and just go through the motions, there are a lot of other places you can go where the talent is exquisite. The giftings are off the chart if you want to go through the motions. If you want to be entertained, the one thing that makes this body different is the life that flows in through each and every one of you. That life, that power, is what makes this place different. And when that power is not allowed to flow, when it's not allowed to be made manifest, we do whatever we do to maybe try to get along, to try to maybe do it that much more better—that doesn't even that much more—that doesn't even sound right. But we can't get lost in performance I appreciate every talent I appreciate every gifting I appreciate everybody that's able to hold a note that can sing but let me tell you something folks you can't fool yourself that singing and playing is what's going to win and keep people it's never going to happen the only thing that's going to secure the souls of men is the spirit of the living God. And we owe it to him that every time we come together, whether it be in a Bible study, a care group, even a meeting to allow his presence to be manifested. I know sometimes that seems like, well, Brother Middleton, you mean even at lunch, You know what? Sister Bailey, I found ways that even in a group of people, I can allow the Spirit of God to have His way. I don't have to sit down and become like them. The thing that makes you different is the indwelling presence of the living God in each and every one of you that have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that tonight? This is not about abilities. This is not about talent. This is about Him having His way. If you believe that, why don't you stand and give Him praise? If you believe that, if you don't believe that, But if you believe that, God's going to have his way. God's going to have his way. I said God's going to have his way. He may not have his way with you. He may not have his way with you. But there is a generation that's coming that God will have his way. He's giving us the opportunity. I love you I love you I love you I love you more than you could ever know you don't know how much I regard this body as my family you don't know you're all I got I'm all you got let's make it to heaven together Let's do his will together. Amen. One more time. Let's not settle for second best. Let's not settle for second rate. Let's not settle for a dead church service. Let's not settle for a nun where there's no moving of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The scripture says where well, the spirit of God is, there is liberty. There is power. There is anointing. There is life there. And every time we come together, we owe it to each other. Yes. And especially to him. To allow him to have his way. Lord bless you. I love you. You're dismissed in Jesus'